friends. Happy Magical Monday. I'm Courtney. And I'm TJ. And thanks for joining us for another episode of the Wish Upon a Sparks podcast. <laughs> We're so glad that you're here. I hope you're having a great start to your magical week. Absolutely. Um, happy Father's Day. Yes. Happy Father's Day. Yes. Um, Dad's out there. We are all the thankful. Disney dads. Yes, we're all thankful for you. All that you do. Not just the Disney dads, all the dads. All the dads. <laughs> um, yeah. Thankful for you. Happy Father's Day. Um, today we're talking about a really cool movie called Brother Bear. Yeah, it's my first time watching it. Same. Also my first time watching it. Honestly, to be honest, when I picked this movie, I thought it was The Country Bear. Because <laughs> I watched The Country Bears trailer and I was like, oh, this is it. We're going to do this one. It's Brother Bear. Yeah. And we pulled up Brother Bear and I was like, this is not what I watched, but it's fine. It's okay. We're going to go with it. We can do the Country Bears later. I've always heard great things from like our friends about Brother Bear. Like uh, I feel like everyone that we know really likes it. Oh, yeah. I've um, never heard anything bad about it. And um, not to get ahead of ourselves, but we liked it. Yeah. Super cute movie. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, for sure. There wasn't really anything I hated about it. No, it it it, it lacks like some of the heavyweight stuff that a lot of the other movies had, but it was really uh, it was really cool. I thought it was the story was really good. I mean, I thought the the it was kind of like a I thought it was a heavier movie. No, I meant like it, it wasn't like Finding Nemo or like Toy oh. Story. It was like a heavyweight champion. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, you're not gonna put it in your top. No. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna kick us off with a um, with a plot. Okay. Cool. Here we go. In a post-Ice Age Alaska, the local tribes believe all creatures are created through the Great Spirits, who are said to appear in the form of an aurora. A trio of brothers. Kenai, the youngest, Denehai, the middle, and Sitka, the eldest, return to their tribe in order for Kenai to receive his totem, necklaces that are in the shape of different animals. The particular animals they represent symbolize what they must achieve to call themselves men. Unlike Sitka, who gained the Eagle of Guidance, and Denahi, who gained the Wolf of Wisdom, Kenai receives the Bear of Love, which he does not like. He objects to his totem, stating that bears are thieves, and he believes his point is made a fact when a brown bear steals their basket of salmon. Kenai and his brothers pursue the bear, but a fight ends up on top of a glacier, during which Sitka gives his life to save his brothers by dislodging the glacier, although the bear survives the fall. After Sitka's funeral, an enraged Kenai blames the bear for Sitka's death. He hunts it down and chases the bear up onto a rocky cliff, fighting and eventually slaying it. The spirits represented by Sitka's spirit in the form of a bald eagle arrive and transform Kenai into a bear after the dead bear's body evaporates and joins them. Denahai arrives and falsely believes that Kenai was killed by the bear from earlier and vows to avenge Kenai by hunting it down. Um, Kenai falls down some rapids, survives, and is healed by Tanana. Tanana, yeah. The, the, um, the, the shaman of his tribe. Who also is the person that gave him his totem yes. at the ceremony. She does not speak the bear language, but advises him to return to the mountain to find Zitka and, and be turned back into human, but only when he atones for his actions. She vanishes without an explanation. Kenai quickly discovers that wildlife can now speak to him, um, meeting a pair of moose brothers named Ruff, or I'm sorry, Rhett and Took. Um, excuse me, sorry. Um, <laughs> he gets caught in a trap, but is freed by an outgoing bear cub named Coda. They make a deal. Kenai will escort Coda to an annual salmon run, and then the cub will lead Kenai to the mountain. Along the way, the two eventually form a brother-like relationship. 
while riding the backs of a mammoth herd. Coda reveals that his mother is missing. Um, yeah. The two are hunted by Denai, who is determined to avenge Kenai. This is a lot of eyes. Yes. Um, <laughs> unaware that the bear he is pursuing is actually Kenai himself. Eventually, Kenai and Coda reach the salmon run where a large number of bears live as a family, including the leader, Tuck. Kenai accepts his new surroundings and is comfortable living with, the wa- with other bears. During a discussion among the bears, Coda tells a story about his mother recently fighting human hunters on a glacier, reminding Kenai of his and his brother's fight with the bear that le- led to Sitka's death, making him realize the entire time the bear he killed was Coda's mother. That was a big moment, yeah. Big plot twist. For sure. Horrified of what he has done, Kenai runs away in a fit of guilt, but Coda soon follows him. Downhearted, Kenai confesses the truth to Coda, who runs away grief-stricken that Kenai was responsible for his mother's death out of avenging Sitka. An apologetic Kenai leaves to reach the mountain. Meanwhile, Rut and Took... um, having had a falling out reconcile in front of Koda, prompting him to forgive Kanai. On the mountain, Kanai is cornered by Danahi, but their battle is interrupted by Koda, who steals Danahi's spear. Kanai sacrifices himself for Koda out of love, prompting Sitka to appear and turn him back into a human, much to Danahi and Koda's surprise. However, upon realizing that Koda needs him because of his own mistake, Kanai asks Sitka to transfer him to transform him back into a bear with the Nahi support. Sitka complies and Kanai is transformed back into a bear. Koda is reunited briefly with the spirit of his mother before she and Sitka return to the spirit world. In the end, Kanai lives with the rest of the bears and gains his title as a man, though being a bear or through being a bear. The end. The end. Yeah, wild. Wild. What were your um, initial thoughts? My initial thoughts were... This is a good movie. I feel like there's lots of lessons to be learned in this movie. For sure. It's cute. Yes. Also very predictable. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was at one point, I was like calling the plot out and she was like, have you seen this before? And I was like, no, it's just like, it, you can see it coming. Yeah. Um, I could, I was, it was, you're, I was like, okay, I think that the bear that he killed is going to end up being Coda's mom. Yeah. All that kind of thing. Like it just kept happening. Um... <clears throat> I would say same. I think it was a little predictable. I think uh, I was reading uh, reading up a little bit while we were getting ready. Fun fact, right before we get ready for our podcast, we often like deep dive and talk about random stuff about Disney or anything. We just like have a conversation before. Um, today, our conversation was about ordering candles from the Magic Candle Company. Shameless plug. They're great. I don't know why it's a shameless plug because they're not our company. But anyways, they're a great company. Um, they are. We just ordered four more candles. Yep. Super excited. It smells like stuff that you uh, experience in the parks. Like the one we have lit right now is the Pirates of the Caribbean. And it literally smells. Like the Pirates are in. It yeah. smells so good. But it's almost out. So we ordered another one. <laughs> yeah. Along with the Riviera, Wilderness Lodge, and uh, Coronado. Destino. Yeah. Yeah. Destino Tower. Yes. Um, so that we can experience a little bit of that Disney smell and magic while we're, while we're But home. I wonder if we're going to like the pop century smell. Did you order that one too? No. Oh. But I'm just saying like when we go to the resort. Oh, if we like, yeah, true. If we like it, we might Did want to Did you go in the main hub when we stayed at the all-star resort? Mm, I don't remember. No, I did not know. I went because you were a little ill. <laughs> yes. But. Epcot was the day before, therefore I was a little ill. <laughs> no, it was not. Oh, it wasn't? We drove down and we went to Disney Springs for dinner. Oh, that's right. 
and then we stayed at uh, All Star Movies, That's and right. then we got up and went to. That's right. Epcot because we had That's never right. experienced the Epcot of the the festival of the holidays. Right, and so we that's right. That's where we went. Yep, you're right. You're right. Anyways, my thoughts about Brother Bear <laughs> are um, I really enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was cute. Um, I, I'm really starting to. So when I was younger, when the 3D animation style like Toy Story came out, I didn't even want to watch 2D animated movies anymore. I thought they were so lame. And now that I'm older, I'm starting to fall in love with the 2D animation again. Like, I love the old 2D animated movies, like, even, like, Lion King and um, Brother Bear and uh, Beauty and the Beast is probably my favorite animated movie. Like, when it comes to the beauty of the animation, it's just so pretty. So, I am a little confused. Mm -hmm. Brother Bear came out in 2003. Mm -hmm. Toy Story came out in 1995. So, Toy Story was 3D? 2D. 3D. So Pixar did 3D and Pixar does all that. Yeah, that's why. Um, that's why I think Disney. So Disney Animation Studios eventually went 3D. So the studio Not that did. Huh? Not until Tangled. No, that's what I'm saying. So they eventually went 3D. The studio that made Brother Bear only made three films. Brother Bear was the last of those three films, and they shut the 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 uh, the, the studio down after that film because they just weren't hitting the mark. And then they okay. tried, then they what opened other it. What movies they um, You could probably find it really quick. Just look up the studio that made Brother Bear. While you're doing that, I'll talk. Um, but. Yeah, I, I really like the 2D animation style. I thought it was really pretty. I like movies that are 2D animated and they they uh, they do like wildlife and stuff. Like I even liked Bambi's animation. I talked about that. Even though it's super simplistic, I thought Bambi was super pretty. Um, I also really, really like um, like the forest scenes when you're watching um, Sleeping Beauty. Um, I'm saying um a lot, sorry. There's also, what was that other movie uh, that we just watched recently that was a lot? Oh, Pocahontas. I like the... Um, the um the way like the water and stuff is animated. I just like I like outdoorsy stuff that's like in two D animation. I think it's really cool the way that they do it and the colors and stuff like that. Did you find anything? No, because no. It's okay. Don't worry about it. This isn't really very forthtelling. Yeah, it's it can be hard to find, but um, but yeah, my initial thoughts are I really enjoy this movie. Um, what was your favorite character? Ooh, I really love Coda. Yeah. I also really love the moose. Yeah. They're really funny. Uh, Which moose is, but it's weird because meese. moose is sing- singular, but also plural. Yeah. I hate English. Yeah, English So is the hard. moose, both of them. Yeah. Both moose. Both mooses. Moose. Meese. Moose. <laughs> no. It's weird because it's like moose, but moose is also the plural, but then it's like goose and geese. Yeah. So why is it moose, meese? Yeah. You know? Or like mice. There's a mouse and then there's mice. Well, the thing is, is that like with moose, it's spelled with the same double O-S-E that goose is. Yes. But then goose follows this weird rule that moose doesn't. This is why people hate learning English. It's true. It's a really hard language to learn. Especially if it's your second language. Definitely. Which is why people here probably don't like to speak it. They like to speak their native tongue. Well, it also... Get because English is hard. Yeah, and it's a really hard... Um, it's a really, really, really hard English to learn because we have so many random rules like that. It makes it really, really difficult. Um, okay, you ready for our questions? Yeah. Okay. I found more things. Go, continue. Okay. So, it's weird because it um, it ended as Walt Disney Animation or feature animation studios. Before that, it was Walt Disney Production. Before that, it was Walt Disney Studios. Before that, it was Disney Brother Cartoon Studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, like, this whole long thing. But, um, 
there's just a, it's a very, maybe I'm just looking at the wrong thing, but there's like lots of wild stuff. Because, I don't know, never mind. I just okay. I quit. Who's your favorite character? My favorite character is probably, oh wait, I already said Coda. Oh, that's true. Coda and the Moose. Coda and the Moose, that's right, I'm sorry. I think my favorite character is also Coda. He's um he's super fun. I like the way he shows up, like he comes out of nowhere. Um, the way he just like comes onto the scene when uh, Kenai's stuck in the tree. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I also like uh, I do like Kenai a lot. He's cool. Um, I like the brother Sitka too. Yeah. Yeah. The older What's brother. cool that I like is that anytime when Kenai's the bear. Anytime he's like making a decision or like it's almost like a small pivotal moment, you can see the eagle yeah. in the in frame, yeah. which I think is really cool and really intentional. Because yeah. like the eagle is for guidance, right? And he's like making sure that like through this decision and turning him into a bear, that like he's being guided in the right directions and making the right decisions. So even though he's not physically there to tell or show him what to do, like he's still present in some way. Yes. It's really cool. I thought it was really cool too. I think that, um, I think that little details like that are what make Disney movies and all movies in general, but I think Disney does a great job with throwing little things like that in there. Yeah. It's really fun. Um, who's your least favorite character? least favorite character is probably deny also hold on let me look at this imdb because it says that jaquan phoenix plays kanai mm-hmm. wakan phoenix Wakan, whatever Joaquin. It's actually Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I don't know why I'm mispronouncing a word that I definitely know how to pronounce. English is hard. Yes. Um, but I just also saw that Patrick Dempsey was someone, and I'm very confused. Maybe it's Brother Bear 2. Yes, they recast for Brother Bear 2 because it was a straight DVD. So maybe Patrick Dempsey was Can I in Brother Bear 2? Yes. I really like him as an actor. The three movies that they Present. produced was Mulan, Lilo, and Stitch, and Brother Bear. How did you figure that out so fast? Well, I just needed a second for you to talk so that I could actually look it up when I found it. I tried. I tried my best. I know. And they did a couple. They did other ones in between, but those are the three feature films that they released. There was like other projects like that they did, like short shorts films. and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, those are the three big. Watch them. Yeah, don't quote me on that. I'm pretty sure I found the right information, but I, from what I found, uh, I think I got it. Yeah, Mulan. Um, I just forgot Mulan, Lilo and Stitch, Lilo and Stitch, and Brother Bear, which all have the same animation. Actually, when you think about it, the same type of animation. Did Lilo and Stitch come out after Brother Bear? No. So I'm confused how Brother Bear is their last film. Oh, it oh, came out before. No, I right. think so. Never I think it came out 2001. 2002. 2002, yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Um, my least favorite character is probably the middle brother, um, Danahi. But this movie doesn't actually have a villain, per se. No. Yeah. 
which is actually really cool because although there was tension from the brother like trying to to get him not understanding who he was when he was a bear it's still this cool thing of like everyone involved like liked each other and cared about each other like you know what I mean there's no like imminent danger from um, this force that's like maleficent that's coming out um, coming from nowhere to kill you or whatever It, it almost showed that everyone has good and evil Yes. The bears, good and evil. Mm-hmm. The people, good and evil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like... Exactly. Very... I don't know. Like, you can be your own worst enemy or you can be your biggest hero. It just depends on who you want to be. Yes. And we all play both sides throughout life. That's yeah. the, that's the, that's what really shined through, which we'll talk more about that when we get to themes. But, like, that was the cool part. It's like, everyone was kind of a villain and everyone was kind of a hero. Yeah. Which is really cool. Because the bear, Dakota, can I was a hero. Yeah. As a bear. Kenai as the bear as the hero. Yeah, he was the but one. But then also, Kenai as a human was his biggest villain because he killed, he killed his, his mother. And the bear was uh, Kenai's biggest enemy yeah. as a human because it killed his brother. Yeah, but then it's almost like Koda was his biggest hero because it showed him the greatest perspective and how to be yes. better. So yes. it's wild. And then he meets all the other bears and they're like, they're, they're awesome. They're just yeah. like trying to eat some salmon. Yeah. Which also, why. this all could have been avoided if Kenai would have just tied the, the, uh, the basket up. Very true. Yeah. Um, okay. Also, self-control to not just go after random bears and kill them. I don't know, man. Rage is a real thing. I mean, it is, but also self-control. Yes, Courtney. Self-control. Favorite scene. Sorry, I keep burping. Um, what is your favorite scene? <laughs> My favorite scene is... I really like when Coda and Can I meet each other. When he's like tied up in the tree. Hilarious. Hilarious scene. I think overall... I just really like that scene. I think overall it's my favorite scene. I really do like that scene when they meet each other. I also like when they're riding on the mammoths. Riding on the mammoths super cool. Very fun. Yeah, I like when they're riding on the mammoths too. But um, I think that overall... I think the Coda scene when they first meet and he's like up in the tree is really, really fun. What about you? I really like when they're riding the mammoths and I also really like... um, I don't know, the whole salmon run scene. Yeah, that was cute. Um, with all the bears. When they're, like, riding down the waterfalls and, like, just having fun. Like, it's fun. Like, for the first time, like, Kanai is, like, letting loose. He's being a bear. Yeah. He's being a bear. He's, like, having fun. He acknowledges where he's at. And he's just, we're there. We're having fun. We're yeah, I agree. Totally agree. Totally agree. Um, what about your least favorite scene? Least favorite scene, anytime they're like running away or towards danger. <laughs> I feel like it's very like the whole movie. Yeah. But like when they're, they're in that like red area with like the little like, you know what I'm talking about? Volcanic. Mm-hmm. Not that it's volcanic, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it was volcanic. Um, like that part when like Denai, how do you say his name? Denahi. Denahi is like chasing after them when they're like. Um, at the beginning when the brothers are like fighting the bears, like it just is even like, I don't know, none of it's good. Yeah. And it's not that it's like my least favorite because I think the scenes suck. Like it's my least favorite because it's like heartbreaking. Yeah. No, I agree. Not I, like they were bad scenes. They just were like, um, took an emotional toll on you. Yeah. And sometimes that's. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. I think that my least favorite scene is probably the one where Sitka dies. Um, 
Yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it was just sad. I, I um, he definitely was like the the brother that was like obviously because he's the older brother, but he just figured it out. Like he was he was okay with the sacrifice. He was like, I want to sacrifice myself for my brothers, but like, you know, it was still really sad. Um, agreed. But I really like um. I really like the um, the way they did it too with uh, with the mom the mom bear dying scene because it's like that wasn't a great scene because the bear died but it's saying you don't really, but then when you think about it later in the movie when you find out like Coda's perspective like that's like probably one of my least favorite scenes too now because like Coda's mom died you, yeah. but you didn't know it was Coda's mom when you first no, saw it but it was this random bear who ate all the fish and they were mad and were revengeful and yeah exactly so like. that that's also a scene that was really sad to me is when the bear dies um, but yeah. Yes, go. I was going to say, going back to one of my favorite scenes, just for the, like, beauty of it, anytime they're, like, I want to say, even though they say it's, like, the spirits, it's almost, like, a resemblance of, like, the Northern Lights. The Aurora Borealis, yeah. Yeah. And so, I, I just think all of those scenes are super beautiful. I think the, like, tribe's intention behind it, super beautiful, super meaningful, and I just think it's really cool. Yeah, I agree. I, I love the way it was animated, too. I love the colors and stuff. It was really, really pretty. Um... Anything else you want to touch on about like characters or scenes? Like anybody else you want to pull out? We didn't really talk about characters too much. I think that um, I think all the characters in the movie were um, were spot on and really enjoyable. Yeah. I like the shaman lady. She was super super fun. You you made the connection a great point. It's kind of like the grandma Moana. Oh yeah. Yeah. The grandma and then because there's even like a little girl that like runs up to her whenever she runs in and it like you mentioned like oh she looks like just like Lilo. Which is cool now that we know. Which is crazy because now that it came from the same studio studio that Lilo and Stitch came from that makes sense. Yes. But I think like her presence has more of like a Moana grandma. I don't remember her name from Moana but um, that grandma like presence like yes, almost like mother of the land yes here i am i have all the wisdom all the knowledge how to nurture how to take care of things yeah and it's like a very like pivotal important role and it's almost cool that like she's the one who even if she's not the one who's dictating i obviously don't know how their tribe works but if she's the one who's dictating and giving out who receives what totem and like what will determine their step into manhood from boyhood if that makes sense yeah like, i just think it's like really cool for like and shows how important even back then like how important and powerful women were and can be oh yeah for sure yeah i, I thought her presence was awesome i thought that, that that her part that she played was amazing in the story um i also like the three brothers a lot i thought their relationship was cool i thought kanai and denahi's like like sibling rivalry was cool uh, Koda was obviously awesome, but then and we didn't touch on them a lot. But Rut and Took, they were just great comedic relief. I thought, like they yeah, were they funny. Were hilarious. I love that they were Canadian. They yeah. were saying a. Like, yeah, they were a great funny. addition. Yeah, I liked them a lot. I thought they were like a great. Um, I love the little comedic characters that Disney always like draws into every movie. That's so, just so cool. Um, it's just always there. Like, you know, yeah. you, like you watch Bambi and it's kind of thumper for that. Like the one we did a lot, you know? I love Yeah, Thunder it's just really, really cool. Yeah, like, yeah, just a little bit of comedic stuff. It's just fun. Yeah. Um, and then all the bears were good. But yeah, the characters were great. And the scenes, uh, beautifully animated. The way they moved the story forward was really pretty. Agreed. Um, I Normally, we don't have this song. This was to have like a song heavy movie. Like there was a, there was a score, obviously, but it wasn't like a sing-along soundtrack. But Phil Collins did the uh, soundtrack. Yeah. 
and there's a really cool song. Let me see if I can find it that he does in here that I'm actually going to listen to on my own free time and add it to one of my, one of my playlists. It's, uh, it's a really cool song. Um, yes. Yeah, so following the success of the Tarzan soundtrack, Phil Collins was offered the opportunity to compose songs for brother bear. Um, like and they let him co-write the score. That's what it was. On the soundtrack, he's on every song except for two. Yeah. The um, the soundtrack's awesome. There's a song that he sings. Um, I'm trying to find the song. I wonder if it's the it's the No Way Out or the Look Through My Eyes. That's, on My Way. It's all. Th- it's one I, of those. I think it's On My Way. Was the one I liked a lot. Anyways, they, he just did a great job. Like once again, Phil Collins just does a really good job of just the way he does music. It's just like I don't know. It just transcends time, man. Like that was my favorite part of watching the Tarzan movie was just hearing the soundtrack. Yeah. It was just so it was good. Like cool because it's both like you have this very like native to the land thing happening in both of those movies, and I feel like his. Almost the way that the songs are composed and everything is pieced together. Like, I don't know why, but for me, like, whenever I think of, like... I always think of, like... Whenever I think of, like, Native Americans or Native... I don't know, whoever's Native to that land, like... You always, like, think of, like, that heavy drum. Mm-hmm. Dumb, dumb. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that like sound. And he is always very intentional with that like bass heavy, very like moving music that like helps you. Yeah. Because I feel like these these tribes like are very and all tribes are very much like storytelling, very Yes. Have that culture. Yeah. And his music pairs so well with that because he carries that like that heaviness and the storytelling that like pushes their story along better. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. I think that he does a great job of capturing that feeling yeah. when he writes music for uh, movies. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him on another. Like, if they did a live-action Tarzan, which would be super cool, it would be so awesome if they brought Phil Collins back for it. There is a live-action Tarzan. It's a, is there, there is? I'm, like, 90% sure. Well, I know there's a live-action Tarzan because it, there's one from, like, the 40s and 50s. But, like, if they are 60s or whenever it was, it was filmed in Florida. We talked about that when we did our Tarzan episode. Um, but like a, like a modernized, like, out, like basically a remake of the animated movie that was so popular, I think it would be cool. Oh, there's like a Legend of Tarzan movie. I think I was thinking of George of the Jungle. You probably were thinking of George of the Jungle. That has Which one. is a funny movie. And it has Brendan Fraser in it. Is it Disney? It is on Disney Plus. Yeah. Oh, the jungle. we could do George of the Jungle? Let's go! Oh, we're totally doing it real soon. Um, all right, cool. Next question. Um, is this movie under or overrated? To be honest, I really don't hear literally anyone talking about it. No. Literally no one. Yeah. Um, so, but, I don't know. Did people talk about it in... 2003 when it came out like did the people like it yeah it has it's 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 definitely a fan favorite and it's a nostalgic favorite average rating on like on it underperformed imdb according to critics it underperformed like in the box office in the theaters after okay mulan and then lilo and stitch and then brother bear was coming out and it was expected to perform at or near those expectations and it did not 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's still mildly underrated because it doesn't make people talk about it a lot. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I just was like, is it worth talking about? Yeah, I think the story is strong. I think it's a great movie. I just don't think that it carries the same oomph that others do. So it's it's a mildly underrated for me. I think it's a I still think it's a solid film. Okay. I think it's adequately rated. Okay. Cool. <laughs> what is a theme from the movie to apply to your everyday life? I think back to what I was saying earlier, like there's good and evil in all of us and it just is like where do your loyalties lie? Yeah. What path are you gonna take? Are you going to almost in this day and age like take the path of least resistance and take the harder path that's full of love, self-control, truth, grace, like respectfulness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, are you going to take that good path or are you going to go down the path that most people would go down and be down that evil path and be bad and be petty, be full of drama, full of gossip, full of um, getting back at people and you know what I mean? Like yeah. what path are you going to take every, like we all have choices every day and like the choice that you make takes you down one of those two paths and you have to live with that decision and like it's going to get you to a place where I don't know, like can I, you're either going to be fighting for your life, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you're going to I don't know, end up where you're supposed to be. Yeah. I think that's good. I think that um, I think that's a great thing to take away. And it was one that was interwoven through the whole thing. We touched on a little bit earlier about how like all the main players throughout the whole movie are are wrestling with it on all both sides. Yeah. Like there's good and there's evil. Yeah. And I think too, like even if you think that you're your own hero, like you have to acknowledge and accept the fact that you're gonna be someone else's villain. Yeah. And you have to just deal with that because guess what? You can't bend and change to every person's opinion and expectation of you. Like you have to go down your path of good and your path of good might make other people mad and make you the villain in other people's stories. Yeah. But if you're doing what you feel is right and the best decision and the best choices for you, yeah. who cares if you're the villain in other people's story? Yeah, that's also true. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're making you the villain for what? Because you're doing what's best for you? Good for you. You probably don't need that person in your life. Yeah. If they're going to make you the villain for doing good and doing the best you can, like, screw that. You don't need them. Yeah. No, for a thousand percent. I totally agree. Yeah, I think that you definitely have to, like, don't play the, don't always... Don't get upset if you're not everyone's hero because you can't be everyone's hero. You're not going to be everyone's hero and people aren't going to um, acknowledge and respect the giftings and the path that you're walking down. Like the giftings that you have in the path that you're walking down. Yeah. There's going to be jealousy. There's going to be, I don't know. I feel like just jealousy. There's going to be pettiness. There's going to be drama. Yeah. But there's going to be disrespect. 
but you just got to keep doing you and you got to keep making the right choices for you and only really you know what those are. Yeah. Like you know what you're supposed to be doing and if you do them the, the best of your ability and the way that you feel like you're supposed to then keep being your own hero. Yeah. And acknowledge the fact that you're not going to be everyone's hero and that's okay. Yeah. That's good. Um, great theme court. My theme that I took away from this was definitely that as well. Like I definitely had that same, like that same realization and like we touched on earlier, but I actually, I, I have a really simple one that I, it's hit me and I even mentioned it. Like when we were watching the movie, I think the thing that I took biggest away from this, or the biggest takeaway that I had was like when Kanai's like guiding spirit or his main thing he was going to be tasked with was to be a man of love. He was so upset about it. And it kind of like glaringly showed me this thing that we even talked about with our friends today at lunch, uh, Daniel and Ryan, about how like there's this thing of like, you know, masculinity and, and, and all these things. And like back in those early 2000s, it was very much like, you know, to be a man was like gruff and tough and all those kind of things. And it's been like that for a long time. But I think that the true mark of being like a really good man, a good person in any, but a really good man and a good father mm-hmm. and, and all those kind of things, good brother, a good son, um, it's just to be someone who loves like someone who's guided by love. Um, it's yeah. like, it's almost like the biggest compliment that you can be given. If like, man, TJ's not the greatest at his job or he's not the greatest at what he does, but man, does he love people? Like, man, does he do what's right for people? Like, yeah. if that could be what was said about me, like, when I die, like, that would make me so much happier than be like, oh, my gosh, he was, like, the best banker ever, or he was the best musician ever, or he was the best whatever that I'm doing at the moment, you know, best manager, whatever. I would rather it just be known and be, I would rather be known for just a person that loves people. And I honestly yeah. can't say that I always thought that way. When I was younger, probably around Kenai's age, I don't think I thought like that. I don't think I thought, like, I want to be a man of love. I thought I wanted to be a man of purpose and yeah. a man of... um of vigor and a man of, you know, I want to be fearless and I want to be strong and I want to be everyone's hero. Like we just talked about and all those things. But I think that my biggest takeaway is like, I think that it's so awesome, to, not just as a man, but as a person to just be a person that's guided by love. Yeah. And that was my biggest takeaway. I love that. Yeah. I liked, I liked that a lot from the movie and I hope that when people watch it, they take that away too. Yeah, I agree. And I think that like, even like, obviously I'm not a man, I'm a woman. Be careful. (laughs) Um, But like, even for me, like, I've never enjoyed the fact that people are like, oh, to be a man, you have to be rough and tough and you can't show any emotion and you can't show any love and you can't do this or do that. But I think like, for me, like seeing, I don't know, just like a strong man, it doesn't, it's not physical like being strong is not just physical being strong is also like mental and emotional and if you can't be emotionally strong and show love where you need to show love and be self-aware enough to know your mental strengths and weaknesses your emotional strengths and weaknesses and your physical strengths and strengths and weaknesses like in my opinion, like to be the strong best you can man, like you have to be self-aware enough to know those parts of yourself as well. Like it's not just physical strength. It's not just this rough and tough persona that you put on. It's not just like who has the biggest muscles and like the biggest trucks and like the biggest guns and the biggest this and that. Like it's like who's the loudest. Yeah, is yeah. you don't have to have the loudest voice in the room or the biggest ego in the room or the most pride in the room or any of those things like 
you have to, because some, like, being a good man is not just strength in the physical sense. Being a good man is, like, also, like, loving and taking care of your family. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know how to show love and also, like, take care and provide for your family in the way that your family needs, like... Yeah, you might look strong to other people, but like to your family, you're going to look weak. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. Yeah, for sure. You There's more than just that physical strength and appearance. Like showing love, like you're saying, is very important. I think not just as like a man or a woman, but like for all of humanity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think just normalizing, like I've done this over the last couple of years and you probably noticed this, like people that I'm close to in my life, I just tell them that I love them. I started doing it. I started doing it with Scott Lowry a lot. Like one of our really good friends. Um, but like, I'm just one of those people where like, if I, and, and this is getting more, if I love you, I'm going to tell you like, yeah. like when I tell you goodbye, and I'm always going to tell you I'm, I've gotten to this point too. I don't ever, I, I'm the person, Courtney's very much an Irish goodbye person. She just mm. leaves. I'm like, I will find our friends every when we're at church. It takes me forever to leave because I have to tell everyone bye. I have to go tell everyone bye because he I wants want to make sure everyone is like talked to, yeah. loved, seen. Hugged. Yes, they know that they're valued. Want them to know they're important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that I serve with, those that I see at church, um, and anywhere I go to, I do that too. Um, when I work at branches at Bank of America, I never leave until I ask everybody on the team if they need me for anything else before I go. Um, I'm like known for that. They always like, I'll, um, uh, somebody said something the other week. They're like, Oh yeah. TJ left early the other day. And John said, did you tell him you could leave early? Um, one of my friends at work, John, they're like, well, yeah. He's like, yeah. Cause I know that before TJ leaves, he always asks everybody in the building if, if they need anything else before he goes. And did he ask you? And they said, yeah. And he said, did you say you needed anything else? They said, no. And he's like, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> you say you don't need me, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. If you say you don't need me, I'm going to go. Um, but yeah, I just, um, yeah, I just, I, I've, I it hit me close to home cause I haven't always been that way. Yeah. But watching it made me happy because I feel like that, although I'm not hundred percent there yet, I feel like it's something that I'm walking in now. Like, I think I'm a man that walks in love as much as I possibly can. Um, so yeah, that was good. I like and that. I like it cause like, I even like look at people like my dad who, and even like I can see on your dad, like, yeah, they all, they've had this, like, they have this physical strength. They have this physical endurance mm-hmm. about them, but they never shy away from the love aspect. Yeah. Like, yeah, they can be rough and tough, but they're also very in tune with like how they're feeling and their love. You know what I mean? Like, they're not afraid to show their love, which is, like, cool because it's, like... Yeah, my dad always tells me he loves me. He always tells you he loves you. Yeah. My dad never shies away from, like, love and hugs and kisses and, like, all of those things, and your dad doesn't either. And it's, like, cool to see two men who, I don't know, they've been, they've both been through it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They both have that physical strength, endurance side of them. Yeah. But they can also be like emotionally strong and loving as well. Yeah. Which I think is like important and like a good example. A thousand percent. I was thankful for that. I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah, this movie has a lot of great themes in it. There's more that we're not going to talk about. Like, cause we talked about every theme in every movie. Cause there's a lot of interwoven ones. We would talk for hours and hours, but if you watch this movie, um, pay close attention to it. Uh, put your phone down and, and pay attention and let everything kind of hit you as you watch it. Cause there's a lot of good stuff in it. And, uh, it's just a really good story. Um, 
movie drinks and snacks. Did we do anything cool for this one? I feel like we did. Um, I don't know, but also, can I say another theme? Yeah, of course. Sorry, I'm just gonna keep going back. You're good. Um, but I was actually just watching Survivor earlier, and it like it hit it like a like a ting thing Ooh. in my head, like a little light bulb. Sorry. Um, You're good. <laughs> I just keep burping. I don't know what's happening to me. Um, but back to what I was saying earlier about how like the shaman. How do you say that? Shaman. I don't know the the grandma lady. She's shaman. Yeah, she's a shaman. The shaman. Yeah. Of the tribe. Okay. She's having a burping episode. I am. Yeah, I can't help it. Are you eating my pepperoni? Yeah. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Just dehydrated pepperoni. It's crunchy. It's really good. It's really good. Go. Um, I'm not going to eat enough of them. Um, <laughs> I ate a lot of them today. Um, but, like, back to the shaman, like, the grandma lady, like, giving the everyone their totem, like, all the men their totem to, like, step into manhood. Um, it made me... When I was watching Survivor earlier, they were talking about, um, I'm watching, I'm like on this big Survivor kick, and I'm watching season 39, which is Island of the Idols, um, Boston Robin, Sandra, Sandra's the queen, she always calls herself the queen, and it's really funny. Um, I think TJ would be really good at Survivor. She does, she does my own time, I'd be good at it. Every time I'm watching it, I'm like, you'd be so good at this. Um, maybe I'll go and win us a million dollars one day. Maybe. Maybe. Um, but... They were talking about how, like, one of the men calls out how there's a lot of women on his tribe and they're going to form an all-women's alliance. And one of the women was like, oh, that's sexist, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the older, there's, like, this really, not that she's, like, old, old, but, like, compared to everyone else, she's, like, much older and more mature than everyone else. And she was basically, like, talking, like, when you form alliances, when you form friendships, when you form bonds with people, like, it's not based on gender or social economic status like it's born like it's built on human to human connection yeah and what's cool about our society is that we're in a place now where i mean i don't know if we're like fully there yet but like women we need men and women support to be like, we need human support yeah. underneath us to be able to succeed. Yeah. And I think we're getting to a place where men, where men could just go do whatever they wanted and not have, like, men also, like, need, like, men and women support. Oh, like, for sure. And we- human support to do good. And it just makes me think of, like, how cool is it that, like, this, like, grandma shaman of the tribe, like, and I don't know what, a, to be honest... What is this shaman? I don't know. It's a witch doctor. Oh. That's the person in the tribe that, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just part of the religion, but it's someone that, um, they're like a guiding, uh, a guiding force. Um, they're the ones they have, they often are, different shamans have different different powers and things like that. Oh, okay. So basically it's just a, so it's a person regarded as to having influence in the world of good and evil. Good and evil. They're they're a spiritual person. Yeah. Yeah. And in a lot of societies, they're a witch doctor though. Um, but a shaman is something like a lot of the Celtic tribes over in Europe had shamans. Uh, a lot of Native American tribes had shamans. Um, they are the, the the spiritual. They're the priest. They're the priest of the village. Okay. They are the one that had the connection with the, with, the heavens. With the spirits. Yes. Cool. 
But anyway, I just think it was cool that, like, to be this, like, this shaman, this, like, driving force of the tribe, like, she needed some kind of support underneath her to, like, dictate. I guess if she has connections to the spirit, she's the one dictating yes. who gets what spirit. Yes. And I just think it's really... Even, like, back in 2031, this was, like, not as big as it is. Like, women having a voice in society, like... Yeah. That she had a voice in her society. And that was like, really cool. Was able to, like, kind of say, you're going this down this path, you're going down... Like, if, I don't know. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, that, I, I agree. Like I, I thought it was cool. No, I thought it was a cool aspect, too. Like, she has, she was the gatekeeper to... Um, she was the gatekeeper. She was the voice. She yeah. was, like... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I um I agree. I think that was really good. Um, movie drinks or snacks. You made really good dinner last night. I actually made dinner. She did. What is happening in my life? Um, I made a buffalo chicken casserole, and it was really good. It was really good. I undercooked the rice, but that's neither here oh, nor there. Oh, she wasn't supposed to use rice. She tried to kill me. Should have used cauliflower rice. I used yellow rice instead. She didn't tell me that was in the recipe. I would have gotten cauliflower rice. She looked up a keto diet and was like, oh, I'll just add rice instead of cauliflower rice, which makes it not keto because <laughs> rice has I'm not carbs. on a keto diet and neither are you. No. I just found a good recipe on Pinterest and was like, oh, I'll do this. It was good. I want to try it with the cauliflower rice, though, next time. Well, if you want to make it, you can make it with cauliflower rice. No, I'm going to get it and you can make it again. <gasps> no. Yes. No. I also was only supposed to use red bell pepper, and someone bought me a little trio package. So, who's messing up the recipe now, TJ? It was, I was better that way, and you know it. You'd been here forever cutting peppers up. I know how to cut a pepper. I cut up the jalapeno. It's not about knowing how. It's about the time it takes to cut it. I'm a very... It took me longer to cut up the peppers in the way that you brought them to me than it did to cut up the jalapeno. The jalapeno is much smaller pepper. The bell peppers that I would have brought you would have been this big. And you'd have to. Cut. Well, you would have only had to bring me one. I only needed one. Okay, Courtney. I do appreciate that you brought me a diced onion and not a full onion. You're welcome. <laughs> and minced <laughs> garlic. Paste. You want me paste instead of actual garlic. Um, I was annoyed, but it ended up working out really good. Well. Yeah, it tasted really good. It was honestly really good. Um, I made my own. Like buffalo sauce? Yeah, that was good too. It's good? Yeah. Um, so we are going to do some fun movies over July and August because it's summer. We haven't got the list finalized yet. However, we do have a pivotal point for this next episode. Courtney, why don't you let our friends listening know what's going on? Yeah. So next week, we have... Possibly, I mean, either way, next week is going to be super fun. Yes. We are either going to do High School Musical with some special guests. Original plan. Which was... The yeah. original plan. Yeah. Um, however, there's lots of things happening in our schedule and other people's schedule. Sometimes it's hard to like line things up. Yes. So, um, we're just being flexible. We're taking life as it comes. So um, we're planning on doing High School Musical next week. However, if that doesn't work out, High School Musical will be in June with some special... I Same guess, special guests, yeah. Or in June. I mean July. Yeah. High School Musical will be in July with some special guests. And um, if we don't do High School Musical next week, we're going to be doing Camp Rock next week. Yes. And Courtney and I will just do it solo. 
But I'm really excited. TJ's never seen it. No. TJ also watched High School Musical for the first time this week, and yeah, I think he liked it. The only it. thing I took away from it is that we're all in this together. Uh, but we're gonna plan out some really fun movies um, for the summer, like we're very doing summer vibes. Lion King, yeah, that's gonna be in maybe August. Of the Caribbean. Yeah, and some others. Um, some other fun. I even stuff. think like Jungle Book would be fun, stuff like that. Um, I know you don't. So I'm one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, we can do the live action though. You probably like that better. Um, we actually we used to be members at our local zoo, and we actually went to a movie night where they were showing the live action version of the Jungle Book. Oh yeah, that was really fun. I saw a coworker that I did not like. Fun. Try to be my BFF and hug me, and it's just zero to ten. Okay, fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, um, we got some fun stuff going on over the summer. We're going to be releasing, as we always do, the last week of the month, which is next week we'll be re- releasing the July lineup. Um, yeah. So make sure you tune in so that you can get that and know what's going on. Uh, Courtney, any final thoughts? My final thoughts are... No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> happy Father's Day. Yes, happy Father's Day. All the dads out there again. You are loved, appreciated, even if your kids don't always tell you. Yes. They love you. They thank you. They appreciate you more than you know. Yes. So, also, if you're a kid who didn't wish your dad a happy Father's Day for whatever reason, just send love in whatever capacity you can. Yes, please do that. Um, thank you for listening on this magical Monday or whatever day of the week it is that you're listening to this episode. We are finding that a lot of our episodes get listened to weeks and weeks after it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch like the listens tack up over time um but thank you for listening we really appreciate it as always we love you and um we're thankful for your support if you have any episode ideas for the summer since we're coming up with the list now and it's not finalized make sure that you dm us at wish upon a sparks podcast or wish upon a sparks on instagram or you can email us at wish upon a sparks at gmail.com for all of the things Love it, love it. Thank you for listening. We can't wait to see you next week for either High School Musical or... Camp Rock. Yes. Happy Magical Monday. We'll see you next week. We rock on. Bye, friends. Bye. (laughs)